the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Friday night. Child, y'all have no idea how glad I am that <laughs> it is Friday night. Ooh, and we're going to have some fun tonight. We're going to try to, at least uh, in the middle of all these crazy uh, topics and stories that are happening. But we're glad to share this hour with you guys as we roll into a weekend where normally I would be obsessing over a certain activity that's happening Sunday. But I am freed. Child, I have been freed of this event that usually takes up an entire day. I've been free. So, yeah, that's right. I've been freed like Marjorie Taylor Greene says she was freed by the Democrats letting her off these committee assignments. I have been freed from a certain activity on Sunday, uh, but I uh, I intend to have a good time on Sunday as well as tonight. Hey, 888-344-1170. If you would like to chime in on the show tonight, we've got much to talk about. The secret is out as to what actually happened. Time magazine put out an article today. Revealing uh, the machine that was behind the 2020 election, and we're going to get into some of the details of this, which is just, um, just crazy. These people were like serial killers. You know how serial killers they 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 just can't. They've got to confess to the crime because they're just so anxious to tell you all the different ways in which they cut up the body and disposed of all the parts. They're just so proud of it. They got to tell you about it. And we're going to get into the gory details. Speaking of gory, Lou Dobbs is out at Fox. We got to talk about that. Equally gory is what's happening in our schools. It's the, it's the Friday Night Gore edition of, <laughs> of the Andrea K. Show. Bob Walters will be here with his education segment. We've got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week later. And never gory, always fun, always giving me a laugh is my man, DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman. Yesterday, I met in this very room. We do have the internet, although things might be gory on the show. We did not invite Al Gore on the show. I just want to point that out. <laughs> we can't invite Al Gore. Do you know how much how much uh, carbon emissions is involved, <laughs> is involved with that dude? Just ask the masseuse from up by way of Seattle uh, about uh, carbon emission, the footprint of that dude. <laughs> I'll just leave it there. I'm in a silly mood. <laughs> it's Friday. You, know, you have the right. <laughs> There's only so long I can stay like angry over the, over the hot topics to where just my inner, you know, 
uh, my our, my old friend Peggy Costi and many of you longtime Andrea K show listeners and remember Peggy from Facebook. She called me a happy warrior because there's just a part of me that just has to stay optimistic, has to I, I will always have to find something to laugh about. And uh, right now I'd be I'd be laughing somewhere in New Orleans participating in some Mardi Gras activity. They've shut that down there as well. But hey, I just put an article there for you. President Trump pretty optimistic about what happened to Lou Dobbs and he's looking forward to whatever he does next. Well, I am too, because you know what? Uh, One man's uh, trash is another man's treasure. And let me tell you, Lou Dobbs was a treasure for Fox News. He was that his show was the top rated uh, show on Fox News. And mean, I mean, I don't even know that many people who watch Fox. I mean, Fox Business. I don't I don't know anybody who watched that network except to watch Lou Dobbs. Okay, so uh, the the meat behind the foundation, you have just ripped the foundation of that offshoot network completely, you know, uh, out out from under Fox Business. Does Fox not see what they're doing? They're really just putting the nail in the coffin of what's left of the network. Well, I think that their their defense here probably with Lou Dobbs is probably that he was one of the defendants at the network to a very expensive, big, you know, lawsuit that was filed yesterday by Smartmatic. But I think that's the excuse because they didn't fire Maria Bartiromo. Nor did they fire Judge Janine. Now, they've pulled Judge Janine off at times. I, I, I've kind of been wondering if the axe was going to fall for her. You remember they removed her at one point because she dared to include Islam and Islamic terror at one point. She was also been tro- pro-Trump. Uh, they took her down one night on a Saturday because they expected her to talk about election fraud. So she may be next. Um, but, you know, Lute, I, I think it's probably calculated because they know that um, they the, the goose is cooked in terms of most conservatives. They've probably are th- sitting back thinking, you know what, we've purged all the conservatives that we're going to leave are already gone pretty much, um, from their main network, which is Fox News. Remember, Lou Dobbs was on Fox Business. And also thinking that picking up Kaylee McEnany, who was the White House spokesperson, we didn't talk about this, but she's announced that she's going to be going over on Fox. I did not hear that. Yes, as well as the fact that there are still people who think that they're hurting Fox News by only watching Tucker. Hey, every second you give, they're able to track viewership. And every second you give eyeballs to Fox News, you prop up the Chris Wallace's. We won't have Fox News up here in the studio. They're not in our studio. They're not. They're not in here because every second. So you 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 think, that, well, I'm only watching, you know, Tucker or I'm only watching Laura Ingram. You are there by supporting Chris Wallace. You are there by supporting the people that are, are who are part. In fact, uh, they were mentioned in the the. Um, Times article that came out today. I posted on Facebook today. What are you guys thinking about? What are your thoughts? And many people talked about this Times article, which which is was I think um, twenty six pages at one point. So I picked the highlights from it, but I encourage everybody to go read it um, because. Uh, this goes into excruciating detail of the machine behind the 2020 election. And of course, they're trying to characterize it like the left always does. You know, they try to claim that the, you know, Obamacare was a, the Affordable Care Act when we know that it was, you know, it broke the backs of most people, uh, the, you know, from the increase in deductibles uh, as uh, the increase in premiums as well as the, the deductibles. They're so the good back. at naming things exactly the opposite of what they are. Exactly. Uh, you know, calling uh, abortion, which takes the life of the unborn as uh, health care. It's not health care when you're killing a human being. Okay, but this is how they play the game. So this article is all about how they protected the election as they go into excruciating detail and in how they they um, 
prevented Trump from taking office. And it starts out by talking about how Trump himself knew that something was up immediately after the election. Quoting Trump, it was all very, very strange, he said on December 2nd. Within days after the election, we witnessed an orchestrated effort to anoint the winner, even while many key states were still being anointed. And, and they go on to say, and I'm quoting, I'm quoting the article, in a way, Trump was right. It was very well orchestrated, every bit of it. Uh, and, and I'm going to continue to read from the article. There was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes, one that both curtailed the protest and coordinated the resistance from CEOs. Both surprises were the result of an informal alliance between left-wing activists and business titans, including the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, who partnered with the AFL-CEO. AFL-CIO. The handshake between business and labor was just one component of a vast cross-partisan campaign to quote protect the election and again we know what they're when it's always the opposite they're always they're always guilty of what they're accusing conservatives of and what they are pretending that they're doing is always the opposite of what they're actually doing this wasn't about protecting an election this was about protecting the outcome that they wanted they they they're looking at 2016 and going, you know what, this crossfire hurricane and what we did with that steel dossier and what we did with the Carter page and covering up Hillary Clinton's crimes. That wasn't vast enough. That wasn't coordinated enough. So here's how we're going to do it. It wasn't I'm going back to quoting an extraordinary shadow effort dedicated not to winning the vote, but to ensuring it would be free and fair. Right. Credible and uncorrupted. Again, exactly. Op- because they go on to detail the efforts that were exactly the opposite of what they just said. They completely corrupted the system and they go into excruciating detail. Not unlike what's his face, uh, Bundy, Ted Bundy, if you watch the Ted Bundy tapes, who was bragging about all of his murders. He goes on to say, uh, that they scrambled, uh, they organized a coalition of operatives who scrambled to, quote, shore up America's institutions. Um, da, da, da. Though much of this activity took place on the left, it was separate from the Biden campaign and crossed ideological lines. They, uh, the scenario of shadow campaigners were desperate to stop um, uh, to stop was not uh, what they were going to say. What they were trying to stop was not a Trump victory. Quote, it was an election so calamitous that no result could be discerned at all. Well, isn't that what they did? Didn't they create a complete calamity? So again, it's always the opposite. What they claim to have accomplished, what they claim to be achieving is always the opposite of what it is. They were absolutely trying to stop a Trump victory. And they go on to explain. But they think that you're so stupid. They think the American voter is so stupid that we don't see the game being played here. Their work touched every aspect of the election. They got, and here's where they go on to describe the corruption They got states to change voting systems and laws and helped secure hundreds of millions in public and private funding, all unconstitutional. They fended off voter suppression lawsuits, which was not voter suppression. They fended they they fended off lawsuits to stop the unconstitutional corruption that was at every level of every state. 
They recruited armies of poll workers and got millions of people to vote by mail for the first time. Get this. They're quoting here. They successfully pressured social media companies to take a harder line against, quote, disinformation and user data-driven strategies to fight viral spears. They executed national public awareness campaigns that helped Americans understand how the vote would unfold over days and weeks, quote, preventing Trump's conspiracy theories. In other words, they went into every level of our elections and they electioneered and they, they rigged the election in their favor. From going into state legislators, getting state, getting uh, uh, unelected uh, officials to go against the Constitution of the United States and change election laws that they were not uh, um, constitutionally allowed to do. They manipulated. They went to social media companies. There was a gal who did. um, Her name is Laura Quinn who piloted a nameless secret project, which has never before been discussed, that tracked social media and, quote, the platforms have policies against certain types of behavior that haven't been been enforced. So they got together and brought in all the social media titans and describe a media in which they bullied and bullied and bullied and pressured and pressured until the social media outlets did what they ended up doing, which was algorithms that suppressed voter uh, taking down the New York Post article for Hunter Biden, they talk about how uh, they got um, uh, they they used the CARE Act. They used COVID. They describe in here how they how they went to lawmakers in March. Activists appealed to Congress to steer COVID relief money to election quote election administration led by a leadership council. Uh, more than 150 organizations signed a letter to every member of Congress seeking $2 billion in election funding. They only got, under the CARES Act, only got $400 million. So then they went to Facebook, and we've talked about Facebook chipping in $300 million. They used our taxpayer money through Congress and then partnered with Zuckerberg. And we already did a segment talking about in detail of everything that Zuckerberg did at the local level. From ballot curing to putting uh, to putting uh, boxes, mail ballot uh, where you could go and drop off your mail in ballot in Democrat areas, but there were no boxes in Republican areas to do it. You already know all the different mechanisms that was paid for here by the CARES Act and by Zuckerberg. You already know all the ways in which social media electioneered and controlled the message and controlled minds. They talk about in this article about how they controlled the, the minds of the American people by partnering with Republicans to do uh, messaging campaigns to condition us to accept that it was going to take a while before the results came in. Remember Hillary Clinton saying, and, and there was actually even trending, don't give up because it's going to take a while, but we'll ultimately get the outcome that we want. The fix was in. And every excruciating detail is laid out in this Times article. They even talk about how Dick Gephardt, former Democrat uh, House leader, how he went and got a group of former elected officials, cabinet secretaries and military leaders to do messaging in public. Remember, remember this whole uh, all this uh, big article that came out and all these uh, letters signed by all these former military people against President Trump and how what he was trying to do to stop the certification at, 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 at areas was a threat to our democracy. And this was uh, ba- they basically they were laying the groundwork at that point uh, framework at that point before January 6th to, lay, to declare that anybody questioning the outcome of the election was an insurrectionist. Remember that letter by the generals? That was all coordinated by a Democrat, Dick Gephardt. This was, they mounted a, a, an assault against every aspect of our election, from mail-in balloting to going into state legislators to a disinformation. And, and uh, most of it 
was propped up and able to happen by a disinformation campaign that they launched through uh, social media with the help of Republicans. They even talk about in the article about how their messaging campaign worked because Fox News helped them out by declaring Arizona early and saying that it would be days before we got any actual results in. Then the article goes into what happened after that point. They talk about going at the the crisis point that they faced was when Trump called in the the heads of the Republicans from the state legislators for a meeting. That was really when they were most concerned because that was a legitimate avenue for President Trump to to, to, to get the rightful result done. And they talked about about how they called in their masses of armies to pressure and go against these Republicans. There's no way you can read this article and and not be absolutely gobsmacked with the machine that was in place that the Republican Party knew about and did nothing to stop. Whether or not you believe in what happened with Dominion Machines, I know I'm past the point of a break. I know that Mike Lindell did an hour-long thing on OAN regarding uh, Dominion Machines. I'm going to watch that over the weekend. They don't address in this article anything at all about actual results. They never say in this article that Joe Biden actually won this election. What they brag about in here is all the different ways in which they rigged it to to, to ensure the outcome that they wanted. And there's no, not one Republican. And meanwhile, Ronna McDaniel, the RNC, the Republican Party. Where are you? They did absolutely nothing. What they did, and, and, and I didn't even get into, into what was done after November 3rd. And after November 3rd, as they continued with their machinations and all the different, they had their, they had their protesters, they had their massive uh, protest movement ready to go that they said to stand down because we think we've got this. Ronna McDaniel was raising $200 million to supposedly fight election fraud and didn't spend a dime of it, really. She spent $4 million for some law firm in Pennsylvania who quit. The Republican Party is in on it. Our elections are done. We're done. Am I wrong, DJ Potato Skins? I mean, when you have the other side coming out and bragging about how all these various methods worked and you don't have the, the, the people that should be standing up to stop this and change it aren't doing that, I don't see a path forward. I mean, I'd like to say that I do, but I don't. They, they basically, here's what, here's what they're basically bragging about. We've controlled the message by, by through big tech and by the mainstream media like Fox. We we um, we were successful in the courts. We own the courts. We own the state legislators and they want to reform the courts, even though they kind of already have. Yeah, Um, we we, so they own the state legislators. They own the um, the all the uh, secret, all the elections um, apparatuses within the states. They own big tech and and, uh, mainstream media. They own the courts. What do we have? How you tell me after you hearing all this, how we can how you expect us to ever have a fair election again. I don't want to hear from a Republican again about 2022 at this point. Don't come to me. Don't come to me if you've started some pack to raise money. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to hear from you if you've been a part of the Republican Party in the state of California in San Diego. There I said it. I don't want to hear from you. Because you've you, because you've been a part of the, the the apparatus that allowed this to happen. In fact, this was a they're bragging it was bipartisan. The Republicans were in on it. I'm going to take a break. When we come back because I know I'm well past the point, and we're going to get into some other topics. Got to get into coronavirus and the vaccine. Stay tuned. 
Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrew Keisha during the, during the break. DJ Tata Skinsy's like, so much for Happy Warrior. <laughs> no, I'm still Happy Warrior. I, it's righteous indignation. I'm angry, Potato Skins. You and I love this country so much. Oh, no. I, I'm just giving you a hard time. I know you are. because, And I know that you share my passion because this is you, we care deeply about this. And you also said during this the very, break. This is very serious. It I mean, is. It, it, to not have another fair election is, is, is a hard thing to wrap your head around. Yeah. And, you know. I, I, part of me wants to say in all honesty, because I'm intellectually honest with you guys, I, I speak it. I don't advocate for party or Paul. This was something that, you know, I don't know that they would have been able to pull it off had Trump not gone along with the with the shutdowns. And he got some bad advice. And I think that he panicked and I think he trusted the wrong people. And I think if there was some uh, some uh, his greatest uh, his greatest um, fault is that he trusts people. He's got a good heart and he and he and he's not a politician and he put too much trust in the wrong people. And because they, you know, like many Americans, he thought, oh, a scientist, they're they're not political. And, and, and they are. Isn't that funny? His biggest strength as a president and a man was also his biggest weakness. Yeah. Um, he, it, it was a ruse from the start. Um, and I can't imagine, you know, what it would, it was like for him to be in the Oval Office and have somebody come in and tell him two million Americans are going to die or up to 20 million Americans are going to die if we don't do this. I, I would have rather he maybe taken a deep breath and, you know, um, you know, taken some time away from it because you look at what's going on and they don't have, I mean, clearly, and I blame a lot of this on Mike Pence because, you know, the, what's going on with the coronavirus and with the shutdowns and with the um, the vaccination, there is absolutely no. I think it was Steve Dace who said today when I was listening to him, you know, he, he said something about um, you don't have to be a scientist to to be able to evaluate something and, and apply common sense or reason to it. And there was no common sense or reason to me at the time. And I got a lot of heat from conservatives, didn't I? Potato skins at the over because I said, don't do these shutdowns. Don't do these lockdowns. You it got a lot of heat from it, them. It didn't make sense. It was immediately people pushing the panic button. And now you look and you and I always say the, num- the numbers still don't add up. No. And, and now we got these reports. People who recovered from COVID-19 should receive only one dose of the vaccine. Everything that's going on. I don't have to. I don't have time to get into all the detail. I could do 30 minutes just on this coronavirus vaccine. Here's, here's what you need to know. This vaccine is an experiment. Here's how you know. That they're experimenting on the American people as guinea pigs. Because every day you get another report that contradicts something that we were told before. Whether it's, you don't need masks, then you need masks, then you don't need masks, then you need two masks. Well, I didn't really mean that you need two masks. Now it's, uh, people who recovered from COVID-19 should receive only one dose of the vaccine. Well, why do they need to receive any? Well, they're now doing studies that show um, that since there's vaccine shortages, we don't really know how many you need. Um, so we're thinking maybe you only need one. Well, if you don't really know, why should anybody take it at all? Just like when Fauci came out uh, just a couple of months ago and said he was guessing. Right. Um, the, amid shortages uh, the, the of... Uh, occurring around the world, a new study suggests that people who have already had COVID should only get one shot amid possible unnecessary adverse reactions. Well, if they're possible unnecessary adverse reactions, you don't know, then you don't know. If you don't know if it's going to help them, then why are you telling them to take it? 
And if you think it's possibly going to have adverse reactions, why are you telling them to take it? It's clear that these people have no idea whatsoever about this vaccine. The CDC came out yesterday and said, taking the vaccine, you still need to wear a mask in six foot distance. So why would anybody take the vaccine? This is an experiment. To make matters worse, we had, <clears throat> I came to find out this week that under the Emergency Use Act, the Emergency Use Act, which is, which is what made this vaccine available, under the Emergency Use Act, a vaccine or any drug that has not been completely cleared by the FDA with extensive clinical trials to test what has not been tested here. We did not test whether or not uh, what it would affect it would be on people who had coronavirus. It was not tested on whether or not you would still be contagious. It was not tested on the frail elderly. We've never had a vaccine before that involved injecting in, uh, manufacturing the, in, the disease within somebody's own DNA system. All of that was made possible. This experimentation of us treating us as guinea pigs under the an, a, Emergency Use Act. The only reason why something should be made available testing us like guinea pigs under the Emergency Use Act is if there is no other available treatments. We know that there were other available treatments called hydroxychloroquine. Ivermectin. There's something that's uh, a drug that starts with a with a letter D that I can't remember the name of. That is something that you inhale that makes it possible for people to come off the ventilators and live. That's why, because they wanted to rush this vaccine, it should be obvious to you now that because they wanted to rush a, a, a vaccine onto the American people, they lied to us and told us. That there were no available drugs available to us. They lied to us and told us this, this thing was so contagious that we had to be locked inside of our homes and we couldn't be allowed to go into a restaurant. They lied to us and told us that it was so contagious we couldn't come within six feet of anybody. So that they could get this vaccine over on us. A vaccine that still doesn't work. And on top of it, we're, we're taking healthy people. Because if you don't have any symptoms... The underlying disease is SARS-CoV-19. COVID-19 is the expression of it. it. That's the symptoms. So we've got healthy people who don't have any symptoms going to get tested for something and going to get injected with this disease. And they're telling people the adverse reactions that they're talking about here that come about on virtually everybody who gets it. Sometimes it's worse on the second. That is happening because we're taking healthy people and we're manufacturing a disease within their own DNA, forcing their body to try to fight it off and making them sick in the process. There was a Zoom call that happened between the CDC and private and hospital chains across the country in which they advised the hospitals to stagger the doses of the vaccine because, of it, because it, was, it was taking healthy people and making them sick. You don't want your entire staff to to have to go home because we've made them sick. So you need to stagger it, which could be why in the area in a hospital system in Chicago, 75% of the healthcare providers have refused to take it. In New York City, 55%. When we have healthcare workers across the country refusing to take it, what does it tell you? This is the greatest hoax that's been perpetrated on the American people. They denied treatments that could save lives. So they could bump up the mortality rate. 
We put six seniors into nursing homes to bump up the mortality rate. We're going around attributing deaths to motorcycle accidents, to COVID, so we could bump up the mortality rate. We're trying to manufacture fear in people's minds so that they'll rush out and take a test when they don't have any symptoms so we can keep people locked in their homes, which is increasing the mortality rate for a vaccine. Which give And why would they do this for a vaccine? For two reasons. Number one, to line the pockets of everybody in bed with it. Big Pharma, which feeds the pockets of all the Congress people and those in power, as well as the power that that it gives them over the American people so that the American people will be willing to stay inside in their homes. The American people will, will allow themselves to be treated like cattle. Well, now you can't fly unless you get the vaccine. It's all about power. Every aspect of this has been a move to condition the American people to accept a centralized system of power, telling you where you can go and when you can go there and how and, and the permission that you need to have to go about your daily life. This allows them to be able to have the state of California on a dimmer switch, telling you what businesses can be open and what, what can't and what level they can be open. This is about this was the tool. Ronald Reagan said it many years ago when he said the way that the socialists will get Marxism over onto, onto us will be through our health care system. They tried it with Obamacare. It wasn't enough. And then they got the gift of coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2. I don't blame many Americans for the panic that they felt. Because they trusted the stooges. They trusted the stooges in our government that allowed, like Mike Pence, that allowed Fauci. What's in it for Pence? He now got this gig on the Heritage Foundation. He sh- it should have been, don't tell me anything glowing about Mike Pence. Because Mike Pence still had a coronavirus task force meeting in December. A doctor went before the Senate in December and he said the CDC and the NIH and the task force, which was run by Mike Pence, and he said it crying. He said, your job was to go and and investigate and study already approved therapeutics that could be used to save the lives and you refused to do it. Instead, you blacklisted treatments like hydroxychloroquine. He said, we, the medical community, we did the studies. We found what worked from hydroxychloroquine to ivermectin and others. And you refused to let us use it. You refused to endorse it. Instead, all you've done is push a vaccine. That is treating the American people like rats. That's the truth. We're going to take a break. We come back. It'll be time for Bob Walters. Friday segment. Don't be a rat. Rats. We rats need to be leaving the sinking ship. Am I wrong, DJ Taterskins? I got a thumbs up for my buddy. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I forgot to mention in my coronavirus segment that they never talk about anything you could do to boost your immune system. I mean, no, they're out there, you know messing with people's immune system i mess with mine every day with my balance in nature how's that for a segue <laughs> see i'm back happy warrior andrea is back because i am happy that i feel better than i ever have and that is actually the good news for me in 2020 i'm healthier than ever have had no uh infections sinus wise ear, nothing related to ear nose and throat i take my three fruits a day three veggies a day 10 servings of 31 fruits and vegetables go to balanceinnature.com discount code health 35% off in preferred orders, free shipping. Bob Walters joins me now. Hey, Bob, I know that, uh, you know, you read some recent stuff going on, but you're pretty healthy uh, for your yeah, age. What do you do to much. keep your, your immune system good? 
Well, I take vitamins and I uh, watch what I do, move them around, mm-hmm. and I walk for two or three miles each morning. You know, you, you, yeah, you take care of yourself. You know what? I might. I'm, I think I'm going to send you some balance in nature, though. I think I'm going to gift you oh, okay. some, and maybe I can get you addicted to it. All right. Um, what you got for us this week in schools? Well, a couple of things. First of all, on the good news side, the Catholic schools in California, they just issued a report. 99% of their students go to college versus 64% from the state schools. And the grad rate is 99.9% versus 82.9% for the state. But the bad news connected to that is the state legislature is about to pass a law that will forbid private schools and charter schools from having discipline uh, restrictions on people or kids that don't act properly, that disrupt the class and threaten the teachers. They're not allowed to do anything to them. Where is this? Is this all over California? Yeah. Yeah, they're about to pass a law that would forbid the the private schools and the and the charter schools from exercising any discipline over the unruly wild kids. So, so this the state of California is going to go to private institutions that are paid for with private tuition dollars and tell them they're not allowed to discipline kids. Correct. Wow. I mean, that's one of the main reasons why people send their kids to private school, because there's there's um, behavioral, um, you know, techniques and, you know, behavior is a part of the curriculum in a sense, you know. Um, And I know because I went to I went to private schools when I was a kid. And that's one of the reasons why my parents sent me there, because it was like, you know, a public school teacher might let you get away with crap, but not in a Christian school or a Catholic school. No, that is true. Also, um, that uh, web page that I talked about a week ago, We the Kids, uh-huh. it added something new, which is pretty great. It added a 40-page uh, outline of the Project 1776 that Trump put together to teach patriotic history to our kids. So I suggest you open up We the Kids and print out the 40 pages and have the kids read it. That's a great idea. Great. Yeah, great outline. <laughs> And then we got, um, uh, there's another program that's begun to analyze children's media and TV shows that deal with harmful or sexual stereotypes. And this webpage is called Racial Justice is Reproductive Justice. <laughs> they're combining, they're combining the race card with abortion. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I know it. It's crazy. Then, um, moving down the road, we have UCLA focusing on becoming a Hispanic institution. And to be that designation for lots of federal money, they need to push huge increase in Latin students, which they plan to do in the next two or three years before the year 2024. They have to be at least 60% Hispanic. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's stupid. I know. It's, it's totally stupid. I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm listening to these topics and I'm thinking... There, uh, there's absolutely. Is there at any point in which our schools are actually teaching people that two plus two equals four? Actually, not. Very little. That's why the kids, when you go to a cash register at a, at a dime store, the the girl can't give you the change for your ten dollars. <laughs> right. You got to hit the computer to see what the change is because they're not trained in it. They're not educated. No, it, it's literally it's it's nothing but churning out miserable. Um, hate-filled little socialist who, you know, um, who at the age of five are, are you know, told uh, that they get to choose whether or not they're Sally or Stephen. I mean, it's literally child abuse what's going on in our schools. 
It's sex abuse, yeah. Yeah. Well, here's some other news that's rather alarming. Hunter Biden and his wife, Melissa, upsized into a $25,000 a month canal front home in Venice, California, where they're under 24-hour protection by the Secret Service. $25,000 a month. They signed a five-year lease. Can you imagine? Well, first of all, first of all, I can't imagine even for that kind of coin staying married to this fool who and isn't she, by the way, isn't she dead brother Bo's wife, widow? Well, you know, that's what kind of confused me because he he ended up with his dead, dead brother's wife. And then he had a girlfriend that he got pregnant. The stripper. And sued him in court last year to get child support. So I don't he says he's got five kids at home and plus his wife. I'm not sure whose kids they are. But anyway. Well, I, I tell you, I, you know, to me, he should literally be be registered as a sex offender. So given what reportedly was on his on his laptop, if I lived in Venice, talk about lowering the property values. I would want to be out of that neighborhood so fast it would make your head spin because that guy is an absolute creep and a menace to society. This is the same guy who left a rental car full of crack pipes under an assumed name in Phoenix. This, yeah. this man has no business being in anybody's neighborhood about running anybody's kids. Well, then you had the Justice Department that was going to investigate some of his bad behavior. But guess what? The investigator that was just named yesterday is a gentleman who is his a, a, a member of his law firm that he <laughs> employs. So you think something's going to be enforced on him? I don't think so. Bob, you've made me laugh. <laughs> I would have never thought this story about Hunter Biden would crack me up, but th- this is where we're at. We've literally we've reached we've reached Saturday Night Live proportions. When back when it was funny, back in the old Eddie Murphy days, Wait, because the the dude investigating Hunter Biden is from his own law firm. Yeah, it's just uh, that's, that's where we're at today, and it's going to get worse. That's like putting me in charge of being the one to secure the cake. Okay, do not leave a cake in front of me. <laughs> it's going to be eaten. And you got the Chicago Mayor Lightfoot, lovely lady in Chicago, who blames former President Trump for the current impasse between the city's public schools and the teachers union. She said the standoff was due to the incompetence of the previous administration. How could that be? Who knew the Bob was going to be a stand-up routine tonight? How is it? How is she? What's her excuse? How is she blaming Trump for the standoff between the schools and the unions? I know. There's just no sense to it at all. None. None whatsoever. None. You know, uh-huh. here's here's the good thing about Trump being out of office is that that's going to wear. Uh, they're, they're, they're not going to be able to blame Trump for 100,000 jobs lost from the Keystone Pipeline or um, be able to blame Trump anymore for the schools. But, you know, it, it, the, that excuse is, is gone. Yeah, it's it's with him out of the picture. They're, they're searching for stuff. The L.A. schools is preparing to discuss insurrection when they finally do open up uh, and when classes resume. And the Long Beach teachers also see it as an opportunity to discuss civility, equal rights, and civic action for social change. They plan to play, uh, blame Trump for his call to action. Wow. You know, but uh, before you said that, we were yucking it up. Potato Skins asked if your if your segment needed to come with a two drink minimum uh, for the com- for the comedy segment. But, but now I'm not laughing anymore. Um, yeah, because uh, 
This is that that's really scary, because if you really understand the big picture of how they're using these capital riots against us, and I believe it's it's going to come for our guns uh, that, you know, they want to declare 75 million Trump Trump supporters as domestic terrorists. And now they're going to be teaching that to our kids. That's really scary because they want it. They, and they want to arm those kids. They want to weaponize kids against their parents. Well. Then I've got another point. Uh, Biden's would-be education secretary pioneered classroom race theory, where the whites are considered the oppressors and the blacks and, and minorities are considered the victims. He is one of the leaders in that thought, and he's now in charge of the education department for the United States. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the curriculum within the school, if they're going to be doing some kind of role plays with seven-year-olds, putting pitting white kids, uh, you know, black kids against whites uh, in, in, in inside the classroom. Um, it just feeds, feeds racism. It, I don't understand. They and, call and it hate. racist, but they so racist. Jeez. Yeah, it absolutely pits little children against each other and shames the white kids for being white. And it's and that is literally the definition of child abuse. Anything else for we got to wrap it up, Bob? Uh, real quick, uh, Kimberly Ellis wrote a book about the attack on the concept of family, which, of course, Pelosi is involved in. Transgender ideology is designed to do just that and fits the Marxist idea of state versus family. So no mother, no father, no sex words at all. And uh, <laughs> Pelosi says it's time to free humanity from the tyranny of biology. Okay. <laughs> but really? hashtag science. But they're the party of science, Bob. <laughs> I See, know. I it, don't know where we're going with all this. I, I don't either. Um, where we're going now is for a break. Bob, hopefully you're going into a fun weekend, so you take care of yourself. And thank you very much. Thank you, honey. And uh, we will see you back next week. And we will see y'all okay. on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. And 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. You got a hero and a stink of the week for me, my man. Yeah, uh, really, and that actually kind of goes hand in hand. My Hero of the Week, actually, because he deserves it. He's been a mainstay in the, the financial sector for quite some time. I'm giving it to Lou Dobbs. You know what? That's a good one. Be, and he's been fearless, and he has Every just, step of the way. And you know that there was pressure on. You could tell over last summer, um, you know, Hannity, I, when I would— it, it's, listened to him a little bit that you could tell that Fox was pressuring the host and he was he was knuckling under to Fox and Lou Dobbs has, hasn't he stayed true to himself every and, step of the way so yeah. yeah he's my hero for sure yeah and your stink down. yeah my stink of the news uh like I said that kind of goes hand in hand uh Fox News okay and I know they've been you know criticized you know since the election really showing their true colors but Regardless of what scrutiny they're under, they need to handle things a lot differently. And if they want to even exist as a network, they need to take a hard look at the the truth that they're providing, which right now is none. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think that my my um, stink of the week. Hmm. 
<sighs> there's so many in competition for that. I have to say that I think the Democrat Party for putting Officer Sicknick out on display, which I think what he's the fifth person in the U.S. history to do that. And we come to find out three days ago, CNN put out an article, quote, investigators struggle to build a murder case in the death of U.S. Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick. Not only because is there no evidence that there of I'm going to quote here. Investigators are struggling to build a murder case regarding fallen police officer. They're vexed by a lack of evidence that could prove someone caused the death of, of him. The medical examiner's office has not revealed the autopsy. He was never, according to CNN, he was never beaten with a fire extinguisher, as claimed. This man, you know, the Repub- the Democrat Party has accused Trump and others of murder of this police officer, and they, we actually don't know his cause of death. And yet, even still, they've got him laying, and, and we've got the, the now supposed, the, the installed occupant of the White House going there, um, honoring him. I'm not saying, you know, I mean, every death, you know, every police officer puts their, their life on the line. But, you know, David Dorn deserved being laying in a, in a place of honor more than this guy did. This, this is a compl- talk about a hoax being perpetrated on the American people. This is outrageous. We've now got, as Bob just said, a curriculum around the riots of uh, all of this. And, um, you know, we got the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez hoax this week. That That's also runner-up for stink of the week. How is she, is she pretending she was triggered when she wasn't even in the building? I mean, the stench surrounding everything about how they're, the lies and the false narratives around the Capitol breach. And they don't care. Astounding. They do not care. They don't care the damage that they're causing with this. They want the damage. They want to inflict damage. They want 75 million Trump supporters to be declared domestic terrorists, now subject to psychological evaluations for us to own guns. My hero of the week has to go to Mike Lindell. I have not seen his video that he put out yesterday for OAN. I still need to watch it. I want to watch it. He's my hero because he is fear. You need we need courage. We need people to be fearless going forward and not being allowed not being scared to speak what they believe to be true. Marjorie Taylor Greene cowed a little bit, in my opinion, yesterday. Whatever his, whatever he believes, had tip to Mike Lindell for being fearless enough to say it. And we love you all. Peace out. See you Monday. Have a good weekend.